new talent that's in this church playing the drums, the keyboards, the bass, singing. I'm loving it. I'm thankful for it. And uh, it's a wonderful, wonderful thing to grow up in a kingdom-minded church and uh, get plugged in. That's why I encourage you. Get plugged in. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I am thankful for uh, what happened here Sunday night. What a wonderful move of the Holy Ghost that uh, came in this place Sunday night. So thankful for it. And uh, the people that were uh, baptized Sunday morning, Sunday night, the people that were touched both here and in Denellen. And uh, we have two things I want us to pray about right now. Uh, Sister Hill is in, has been in surgery, should be coming out any time, but I just, all the way through it, we've been praying. I was there before she went in, and uh, I want uh, God's hand in every step of that. And so let's continue to pray for Sister Hill. And also, right now, they're having church in Donellan. So let's pray about these two things. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I pray right now for Sister Hill. I pray that you will touch her body. I pray for the surgeons. I pray for the nurses. I pray for all those that are involved uh, in this this surgery right now. I pray right now everything to be contained, everything, God, to be taken care of from this moment forward. Let it continue to move forward. Let it be good reports that we get. God, we are asking and believing you for that in the name of the Lord Jesus. I pray for right now. Let there be revival. God, anoint Brother Daniel as he preaches. Anoint that congregation. Let there be an anointing that flows freely in that place. God, we put it all in your hands and we trust you for it. In Jesus' name we prayed. Amen. 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 You may be seated. A number of years ago, I... Uh, had a very interesting experience, um, and uh, I went down south, my wife and I, and uh, myself, and a, a number of people from some of the churches down south all went and got their scuba license. And um, me and Brother Crosley uh, were, were partners, and so we had to do, um, we had a couple of days of training and there's different things as far as book work, but also getting uh, down in the, um, um, I just got a text from Sister Stephanie Hughes, says she is out, the mass is gone, she did good, and so we are going to thank God for that and continue to pray for it, amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And, um, but anyways, uh, we had, you know, I got closer to brother Crosley on that trip than any other man. Uh, they, they require you to, because you're going to be, they, you always scuba dive with somebody and you have a buddy. And so they, they require you to swim the length of an Olympic sized pool one way and the other with your regulator, switching it back and forth. I had to take it out of my mouth, put it in his mouth swim and him breathe and back and forth ah oh, the things you do the things you do and I, I i said uh at that time of course it was years ago i said we're not going to talk about this we're not telling anyone about this but it was an interesting experience everything about it we had a, we had a lot of fun learning and and then they, they took us out for our open water dive and there was a um there was some boats and 
ships and stuff, they, you know, they encourage you to swim down and go into it. And I just wasn't going in nothing like that. Just wasn't going to do it. And you can say what you want to say, but wasn't going there. Just did not have no desire to swim under a cave in anything. Just not going to do it. I just, I waved at him. I poked my head in, looked around. Nice ship from out here. Loved it. And, uh, decided that was all I was going to see. But, uh, it was a, it, you learned a lot when you were there and about, um, deep sea diving is not what we were doing, but in the process, they were teaching you different things about what the pressure will do if you go deeper. And, um, I, I was very interested at that time. I read a lot about it at that time and looked into it. One of the things that was very interesting to me is that I read that we know more, they say, we know more about outer space than we do the depths of our oceans and what's in the depths of our oceans. And it, there's so much unknown right here on planet Earth, the depths that, that we have, uh, we have not explored. We have no idea, uh, what, what is down there, what is all around us. Uh, I was reading, um, and uh, the man by the name of Edward Forbes, uh, he, he has a book that was published in 1859. This is the same year that Darwin wrote his book, The uh, Origin of Species. And uh, there were two people that just didn't know what they were talking about writing books at the same time. But anyways, moving on. Uh, in his book by Forbes, um, he concluded in this, this book uh, that life... Uh, could not exist beyond 550 meters below the surface of the ocean. He was very confident in that. He said it very confidently, just like other people that were writing books at that time. However, just five years later, Forbes' idea was blown out of the water. And it started with just a father and a son, naturalist, that, that began to search in 1846. For a couple of years, they were doing some different things and, and, and diving and trying to find the depths. And in 1864, excuse me, uh, they brought the first living sea lily to the shore. From 10,000 feet, that's 3,000 meters, a little bit further than he said. That deep in the ocean, they found, and they said that discovery of the sea lily sent waves of excitement through the scientific community, which because of the, the thought process of Darwin and others that were uh, uh, pushing an agenda at that time, the scientific community, they said they thought that they the, these... Sea lilies have been extinct for millions of years. And they look like the remnant of some lost ancient world. However, the, from the depths they came. When you go into the depths of something and you begin to do more than just the surface reading. Things that people thought have been extinct. It turns out they're just a little bit deeper thought they were just a little bit deeper than you thought they were and there are things that people in the church of the living God things that some people thought that they're no longer part of the church they're no longer there but the truth of the matter is is everything that's in the word of God you may have to go a little bit deeper but there's life in the depths if you're willing to go a little bit deeper. 
somehow, some way. We've got to get off the surface mindset of our walk with God and get into the deeps. Paul said it in 1 Corinthians 13, 11. He said, when I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. There was a point in my life, Paul says, that it was okay for me to act like a child, talk like a child, think like a child. But there comes a point that I can't just do the things that a child does. I I have to become a man. I have to become a woman. And there's got to be a point in our walk with God that we are no longer satisfied with the surface. We're no longer satisfied with just kind of getting by. I pray, Lord, God help Souls Harbor that we begin to search out the depths of His glory, the depths of His power, the depths of everything he is I promise you uh, there's more to God than you've discovered I promise you there are more miracles uh, than you've come in contact with Uh, I'm here to tell you uh, there are more revelations uh, than you have dealt with at this point in time but you must be willing uh, to go into the deep Lift your hands and pray. We're going to move into this tonight. Lord, in the name of Jesus, God, stir my heart, stir my mind. Shore this church. Help us, God. Help me, God, to pastor beyond the surface. Help me, God, to pastor beyond the ankle-deep water. Help us, Jesus. I'm telling you, there are things that we just haven't seen yet. The deep calleth. Next month, we have our minister's conference. I don't know, maybe just tonight, but I have a feeling it's going to be the next few Wednesdays that I will be talking about the deep calleth. Something more than just kind of skimming the surface. Putting our feet in and just kind of dabbling and just putting our hands in the water. I took my kids to Rainbow River the other day as I was going to Donnell and I just stopped and just they're putting their hands in the water and it's so cute to see them. But there's got to be more than just us splashing and putting our feet and rolling our pants legs up and saying, Oh, here I am in the kingdom of God. Something's got to get a hold of the church of the living God that we say, I haven't seen it all yet. I there are things that I thought thought were dead. Things I thought they no longer existed. I thought my family would never be saved. I thought that miracle would never take place. But it turns out just a little bit deeper willing to go a little bit further. There it is. It's still alive and well. The miraculous is still alive and well. The supernatural is still alive and well. Deliverance is still alive and well. I know some churches that just dabble will never experience it. But Souls Harbor, I will not be satisfied with just a little bit of religion. Help us to go into the depths. First Corinthians 2 and 9. But as it is written, I hath not seen, neither ear hath heard. You haven't seen it. You haven't heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man. The things, the things which God hath prepared for them 
that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. There's things I just haven't seen yet. There's things that I just haven't experienced yet. God's prepared them for me. God's prepared them for you. But until we allow ourselves to get in the spirit and to begin to search out the depths of the spirit, we will never know them even though they are there just waiting for someone to tap into them. The call of the deep. The call of the deep will cause you to go beyond your comfort zone. The pressure as you go into the depths of the things of God can begin to mount on you. But you've got to learn to equalize the pressure. There's a call. There's a call of sacrifice. The deep things rarely come easy. A sacrifice is required if you're going to experience the things that eye hath not seen and ear hath not heard, neither hath it entered into the heart of man, the things which God hath prepared. But we know them. How? By his spirit. Because when I get involved with the spirit, the spirit begins to search the depths of God. Sacrifice is just one of the many things I will be talking about that the deep calleth us to. The deep will not leave us there tanning in the sun. The deep will not leave us bouncing a ball and riding in the sand, things that will not last but for a moment. The depth beckons to us to go beyond the walk on the beach and to see what God has for us. Sacrifice is where the depth is. I want the glory of God. I want to see what the eye has not seen. I want to hear what the ear hath not heard. I want the glory of God to come down. The way it came down in the Holy of Holies. There where the Ark of the Covenant set. There where the two cherubims looked down towards the mercy seat as their wings stretched above the Ark. There what is known as the Shekinah glory of God. There where the high priest would come in and with incense would be in the presence Of the almighty God. That place I desire to look into. The depths of the temple. The depths of the tabernacle. That place that the glory dwells. I want to see it. The holies of holies. I come out a little bit to the shallow. I now find... The fire that was at the sacrifice was then brought 
past the labor of water into the holy place. It was from the fire that was on the altar of sacrifice that the candlesticks were illuminated. It was from the altar of sacrifice that the altar, the incense began to burn and began to permeate throughout the holy place. It was from the altar of sacrifice. From the altar of sacrifice that priest would then walk in there with that, 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 that wonderful fragrance and walk into the holy place uh, there with the, the, as he would begin to sprinkle the blood uh, and as that aroma would begin to move uh, in the holy of holies. Uh, none of that was possible if first uh, you did not go back uh, to the altar of sacrifice. Uh, I want the depths, uh, but I will never get to the depths uh, if I don't first learn uh, how to sacrifice. Uh, I will never make it uh, into the holy of holies uh, if the fire that has started here does not go with me there. The fire. That fire that was first made by God himself. God sent the fire and the priesthood would to keep it going. God always makes the first move. God came from heaven to earth. But now we must live a life of sacrifice. A life of sacrifice. The Bible calls it a living sacrifice. A living sacrifice. It's easier <laughs> to have something dead on an altar than something living. But the kingdom of God... In order to see the glory. In order to see the things that God hath prepared for us. There is a process. And you cannot separate the church and sacrifice. Church has become a place. And I can't tell you the people that I have talked that goes to different churches. And they say, I love to go to church. It's where I go to get pumped up. It's where I go to learn to do business better. It's where I learn to do all these things. And I hope that you get in the word. And I hope the word helps you to be the kind of businessman you need to be. But let me tell you about the church. If the church is anything, it is a place that sacrifices are made. It goes beyond make me feel good preacher. Make me feel all right, preacher. Something has to get inside of me. If I'm going deep, there's going to be a sacrifice. Jesus. Matthew chapter 16. We're going to stay here for a few minutes. Matthew 16, verse 13. When Jesus came unto the coast of Caesarea Philippi, He asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? They begin to say, Some say you're John the Baptist, some Elias, some Jeremiah, or Jeremiah. Just one of the prophets. There's something special about you. They know. They just can't put their finger on it. There's something from another world that's happening here. He says unto them, to them, anybody could answer. But who say ye that I am? Simon Peter answers and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answers and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock 
I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto these the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. And he charged the disciples that they should tell no man that he was Jesus the Christ. Uh, What was going on? Uh, It was such splendor, uh, such excitement. Uh, Peter, uh, that's it. You got it. Uh, And I'm going to build my church uh, upon this revelation uh, that I am the mighty God uh, in Christ. Uh, I am everything that you said uh, I was and more. Uh, And I'm going to build my church uh, upon this rock. Uh, Everything that you do, uh, if you bind something on earth, uh, it's going to be bound in heaven. Uh, If you loose something on earth, uh, it's going to be loosed in heaven. Uh, There's a depth, Peter, you can't even imagine. Uh, But when you begin to do what you can, uh, things happen in the deep that you can't even see. After, though, this great revelation of power and anointing, he begins to talk about the pathway to the depth. Next verse, Matthew 16, 21, from that time forward began Jesus to show unto his disciples how that he must go unto Jerusalem and suffer many things the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed and be raised again on the third day He goes from talking about what you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. What you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. He begins to explain uh, all of these wonderful things. Uh, They're excited. Uh, I want the glory. Uh, I want the power of God. Uh, I want it to be resident in my life. Uh, The excitement was there. Uh, The anticipation was there. And immediately he begins to talk about, I must suffer. If you're going to get the glory... If you're going to be able to bind things on earth and then be bound in heaven and loose things on earth and they're going to be loosed in heaven, I must first suffer. Jesus tells him there must be a sacrifice. Peter, that just got praised for his revelation. Next verse, 22. Then Peter took him, took him. Grabs Jesus, took him, and began to rebuke him. No, I want the glory, but not the sacrifice. I want the excitement. He rebuked him. Be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto thee. Jesus, in verse 23, he turns around, looks him in the eye. But he turned and said unto Peter, get thee behind me, Satan. Thou art an offense unto me. (sighs) You're Peter upon this rock. I'm going to build my church. Five verses later, you're Satan. Because you're trying to get the glory without the sacrifice. Because you're trying to get the depths of everything that I am. But you're not willing for the sacrifice to come. Get thee behind me, Satan. Anything that would keep me from the sacrifice that I'm about to make is not for me. You're an offense unto me. 
You don't savor the things of God, but those that be of man. You are not after the depths of God. You're not after what really counts. What you're after is just the surface. What looks good. What makes everybody feel good. What makes you smile a little bit and and maybe kick your heels up. uh, That's all you want. Uh, You just want the things uh, that men are looking for. uh, But you are not searching uh, for the depths uh, of who I am. Jesus then goes on and begins to explain, not only do I need to suffer, but you need to sacrifice as well. You cannot separate the church and sacrifice. He goes on the next verse. Not only, Peter, am I going to go through it. But he looks at Peter in verse 24, the same chapter. Next verse. Jesus saith unto his disciples, if any man come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever shall save his life shall lose it. And whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. For what is man profited if he should gain the whole world and lose his soul? And what will he give in exchange for his soul? Guys, he says, you got to get this. In order to have the glory, in order to be able to see the things of God, there's a sacrifice that's attached to it. Everything that I'm talking about building my church, even though I'm talking about it now, I have to go through this before I can get there. And you're trying to stop me from this, but let me tell you, not only can you not stop me, but you've got to be willing to take up your cross also. If you're going to follow, if, if you're going to follow him, you must take up your cross. There will be a sacrifice. There will be suffering. Paul talks about three basic points of suffering. First, Paul talks about burdens. One scripture he refers to bear one another's burdens. But then he also makes sure that we understand when he says every man shall bear his own burden. These are the, these are the burdens of life and no man can escape the burdens of life. These burdens have loads with them. There's stress and there's things that come down on us. You cannot avoid them. They are the suffering simply because we live in a fallen world. And there are people that take those and try to make that their cross. That's not your cross. Bills to pay. As hard as it is, as difficult as it may seem, if we're not careful, we start thinking, boy, I'm carrying my cross. When an atheist has to pay the same weight as you, they have to pay their bills too. That is not your cross. Life that goes on and and, and, and you stub your toe, you get in a car accident. It's life. 
Life goes on. We live in a fallen world. There are things that happen that are absolutely ridiculous. It's not God's fault. It is man's fault because we sinned and we brought this uh, this ungodliness into our world. And so life just happens. Those are burdens. Those are not your crosses. The second thing that Paul talks about that are sufferings that we go through are thorns. He talks about it in 2 Corinthians 12, 7. He said, lest I should be exalted above measure because of all the revelations and everything that I, I have received. There was given unto me a thorn in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, given unto me. Lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice. That he might. It might depart from me. Get it out of here. And he said to me. My grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly therefore. I would rather glory in my infirmities. That the power of Christ may rest upon me. I'm willing to go through the suffering. So the power of Christ will rest upon me. Therefore, take pleasure in the infirmities, in the reproaches, all these things that come, the distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. There is also these things that happen in our lives. You first have the burdens. They're just life. It just happens. We help each other. We bear each other's burdens. We try to walk together, but we're just going through. Now we have where God is trying to help us. And so he allows things to stay in our lives so we don't get puffed up above ourselves. We don't allow ourselves to go there. There are thorns that come that it is gold tried in the fire. We don't like the heat, but we like the gold that comes out and the purity of it on the other side. It's the eagle that is there in the nice little nest. Uh, and the mother eagle has plucked the, 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 the feathers from her own breast and put it at the bottom of that nest. But now the time has come to no longer be comfortable, no longer to just stay in the nest. And the eagle will begin to flap the wings. Uh, and as they will flap the wings, uh, all those wonderful feathers will begin to float up and out of there. And all of a sudden, uh, a stick would prod them and, and push them. And the next thing you know, the e- eaglet uh, is now on the edge of the nest, uh, ready to go over. Uh, it was a pressure. Uh, it was a, a, a bit of a suffering, uh, but it was so that the eagle would learn to fly. Uh, and God has things in your life uh, that he's trying to help you fly. He's trying to get you out of where you are and allow you to experience things uh, that eye hath not seen and ear hath not heard. He's trying to get you somewhere that God can do a great thing in your life don't go against it burdens come thorns come they come they go but the third symbol (laughs) the third is not imposed upon us but it is chosen it's the cross Jesus said unto his disciples, if any man would come after me, up to you. And he dives in. If any man wants to know the depths, if anyone wants to go beyond the surface, 
If any man would come after me, let him deny himself. These are not the burdens of life. These are not the thorns that try to get you to the edge so you'll learn to soar. No, this is a whole nother thing. This is me looking at a cross. Denying myself. Taking up a cross. And following Jesus. The cross must be chosen by Christians. The cross that will take you to the depths of the things of God is not something that anybody can put on you. It's not. It's only what you choose for yourself. Whosoever will, let him come. If any man follow me, let him take up his cross and follow me. It's decision to know him in the power of his resurrection and in the fellowship of his suffering. It's us saying, listen, if I'm going to the depths, I've got to not just allow what I call the burdens of life to be my cross. It's not a cross. The prodding that happens trying to make me gold, it's not a cross. Those things just come and it's part of life. But each of us has got to stop, has got to look at that cross. No one can put you there. Just like Jesus said, no man takes my life. I lay it down and I pick it up. I must tell you that is true for you also. No one can put you on the cross to find out just how wonderful it is on the other side. Jesus said, for the joy that was set before me, I will endure the cross. I despise the shame, but I know what's on the other side of the cross. And we have to look at it. And we have to say, I'm willing to suffer because I want the depths. These are not messages that are preached in churches today. These are not things that people want to hear. But if you're tired of just dealing with the surface, if you're tired of just the same old, same old in your family, if you want a breakthrough with your children, if you want miracles to happen at Souls Harbor, something's got to get a hold of us where we begin to dig through and begin to go into the depths of his glory. There is a cross that you can pick up. A cross of separation is a cross that you must bear. Your pastor cannot put it on you. I can present it to you. I can show it to you. I can show you the glory that's on the other side of pleasing God. But it's a cross of separation that you pick up yourself. (laughs) Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. I'm separating myself from the world. It's a cross that I choose, that I will not listen 
to what the world listens to. I will not watch what the world watches. I will not be involved in the mindsets of this world that is quickly going down. But I choose a cross. A cross of separation and a cross of dedication. A cross of dedicating to God. It's a choice that I make. My mom might be able when I was a kid to make me come to church. They might be able to just say you're going to do this no matter what. But there comes a moment that I can make my own decisions. I can choose to do what I want to do. I can choose to say, well, I just had to work. I just couldn't show up. I can just say, I just have this going on and that going on. I just couldn't pray. I just couldn't get into the word. I just couldn't spend time in the prayer chain. There's just too much going on. But all of a sudden, something gets a hold of us. And we say, listen, I got to get off of the shallow. I'm in the ocean. I'm in, maybe I'm even saved, but I'm just kind of kicking around in the shallow end. I'm safe right here. Nothing happens. Uh, but something's got to get a hold of me uh, let's say I got to go to the depth uh, and if I'm going to get to the depth uh, of God uh, there is a sacrifice uh, to make it uh, to the depths uh, of God uh, there is a sacrifice uh, I got to choose the cross of dedication to God to dedication to the church to dedication to a ministry it is a cross it's a cross It's fun to be up here, but these guys practice a lot. They take their time to sing. It takes work to do a Sunday school class, come early, to be in the parking lot, to make sure guests and people as they come in, to be an usher, a greeter. These are things that we have to, no one can put it on me. But I got to say, I want more. And it may get me into ankle deep water. It might get me to knee deep water. But I'm dedicated to the things of God. I'm dedicated to reaching the lost. I choose to pick up the cross. No man forces it on me. I willingly pick it up. Oh God, I want the glory of God. I want it. I want what I cannot see. I want what the ear cannot hear. I want it. I want it with everything inside of me. But I've got to be willing to take the cross if I'm going to go into the depths of everything that he is. It's not a popular message. First Corinthians 1.18 For the preaching of the cross to them that perish, it's foolishness. To get up as a preacher in 2016 and tell people you need to live a life of sacrifice is foolishness. To those that are perishing... If you're watching online or if you're here and you think what pastor's saying is crazy, you just might be one of those that are perishing and you think it's foolishness. But unto us, which are saved, to us that are wanting to go to heaven with everything inside of us, to us that have made the decision, it is the power of God. There's more to the suffering because on the other side of the cross, there is glory. At the other end of the cross, there is majesty beyond measure. Ah, lift your hands and pray for a moment.
pola Just pray. Go ahead. Come on, we got to go beyond. God, come on, to what purpose is my sacrifice? God, help me. Oh, God, to give myself to you. I got more to preach, but I think we need more time to pray than to hear me right now. I open these altars. It's a Wednesday night, but we can come pray for a little while. Why don't you come and just talk to God in the name of the Lord Jesus? Oh, God, don't just pray to yourself. Let your voice out and talk to the Lord tonight. Come on, somebody that you've just been kind of skipping on the surface of everything that God has. Come on. In order to get to the Holy of Holies, in order to get there, young man, there's going to be times that everybody else goes out to eat, but you stay in the altar and you pray. Oh, yes. There were times when I was a young man that everybody else was sleeping, but I was up praying, talking to God. What was happening? I was going into the depths of things that I didn't even understand. While everybody else is going out to eat, you push the plate away. What's happening? I've got to get to the depths of his glory. Come on, where's your sacrifice? Ask yourself, talk to God. God. I feel the Holy Ghost here right now. I feel conviction. Do not pray conviction off of you. Ask God, help me, God, to feel the weight of this cross. Uh, Pastor can't put it on me. Sister Holly can't put it on me. Uh, Bishop and Sister Barnum can't put it on me. Uh, This choir can't put it on me. Uh, I've got to pick up the cross uh, for myself, uh, and I'm going to do it uh, because I want to see the depths of things. Uh, Everybody else thinks it's gone. Uh, Everyone else thinks there can't be miracles, uh, but I know just a little bit deeper. uh, There are are supernatural works uh, that are waiting to be unlocked just a little bit deeper ha <laughs> <laughs> Come on, mamas and daddies. Let's make sure our kids know what sacrifice is. Show them by example. Show them fasting. Show them praying. Show them by example. Come into the house of God when you're tired. Show them what a sacrifice is. That's where the depth is. That's what's what's going on. I'm reaching beyond the surface. I want to go deeper. The deep calleth. Young lady, the deep calleth. God's got a ministry for you, but you're not going to find your ministry on the surface. Young lady, I'm here to tell you God's got great things for you. Whether you're going to be an evangelist, whether you're going to be a missionary, whether you're going to be a Sunday school teacher, a minister's wife, I don't know what it is, uh, but there's depths for you. uh, But you've got to be willing to sacrifice to get there. Young man, God's got a great calling on your life. 
But you can't just hear about the depths. You got to go there yourself. You can't just hear people talking about the long prayer meetings uh, where they push themselves beyond. Uh, You've got to go there yourself. Come on, mama and daddy. You remember what it was when God put those callings in you. The gifts and the callings of God are without repentance. But sometimes you hear the call of the deep. But you've got to answer the call. And I'm here to tell you at 50 and 60 and 70 and 80 years old, you can still answer the call of the deep. It's down just a little bit deeper. Just a little bit further. Oh, that's it. That's it. In the name of Jesus. The deep things of God. You got to get deeper in the spirit. No man knows the deep things of God but the Spirit of God. So the deeper you go in the Spirit, the more you're going to find out about the things of God. God's got great things for you, but you got to be willing to dive in. you got to be willing to take the cross. That's the only way to experience what God has for you. It's there. He's prepared it for you, but you got to get in the Spirit to get there. Oh, Jesus. Come on. Is ankle deep good enough for you? Is knee deep good enough for you? Is waist deep good enough for you? Or do you want to get to waters to swim in? How deep are you willing to go? How far are you willing to dive? Oh, God, help me. Oh God. Ita rosita drebaha. Ita rosika tadrosondo drebaha. Io lobo soto drebke todrebema yanda drebaha. Isa todrosondo drebo kotodrebayate. God, I pray for every minister in this church right now. God, we are not where we want to be yet. I pray, God, let us hear the call of the deep. Let us hear the call that takes us beyond ourselves. Oh, Jesus, I pray for every minister of this church. I pray, Lord God. Oh, Jesus, there's more, there's more. Oh, Jesus, there's more, there's more. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Come on. Come on. God will go with you as long as you're willing to take it. He'll go with you as long as you're willing to take the step. Jesus, Jesus, 
Jesus. 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 Oh, come on, that's it. Somebody's just pushing themselves beyond their comfort zone. God, I'm not satisfied. I'm not satisfied. Oh, I'm not satisfied. I'm not satisfied. I'm not satisfied. I'm not satisfied. Oh God, I'm going to pray like I've never prayed. I'm going to give myself in ways I never thought. I will be part of that prayer chain. I will be part of that fasting. I will find a place uh, that I can pick up a cross. Uh, I will, God, because I'm not satisfied. Uh, God, I want to see the things that no one else sees. I want to hear the things that no one else has heard. I want the depths of the Spirit to be in my life. More God, more God, more. It's not easy to go where you want to go, but you can get there. God will go with you, but you got to be willing to just take the step. It's not easy to do what God's putting in our hearts. It's not easy, but the deep calls, the deep calls, the deep calls, the deep calls, the deep calls. I've got something for you, the deep calls. There's mantles that are a little bit deeper. You just got to go a little bit further. People thought that mantle was gone. They thought that no one would ever have that ministry again. But turns out it's just a little bit deeper. It's just a little bit further. Turns out it's still alive. It's still well. In the name of Jesus, there is a ministry beyond your imagination. Eye hath not seen, ear hath not heard. God's prepared some things for ministry. Ale bekito drosto drekete ayela la 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 baha. 